You're listening to the Some Other Useless Podcast with Richard Wigand. We come in peace. Hello, everybody. Yes, my name is Richard Wigand, and I welcome you to the Some Other Useless Podcast. Today's topic is a very interesting one and exciting. Um, I have mixed reviews on the latest project, but I will go into it right from the get-go. The topic is Buzz Lightyear. And Buzz Lightyear means a lot to me. Growing up, absolutely loved, still love, Buzz Lightyear. In the news now, and, and they announced this months ago, but now they're showing more and more images as things are actually coming together more, of a new movie that is spun off from the Toy Stories. And as you may know, Toy Story is like one of the most successful animated films ever. It's the first fully, completely generated movie, considering the technology at the time. And now it has spun off into a movie by itself that is completely different. You know, it's going to go into a different kind of a storyline where it makes him not a toy. Now, there's many different kinds of angles that you can go with this. Um, as I said before, I love Buzz Lightyear, so I am intrigued at what they're doing and I, you know, I'll get into it. I will. I know I will get into it. Uh, once the toys start coming out, I'll probably want them all. Um, because it'll be so reflective of when I was growing up. I loved... I actually had a Buzz Lightyear. And uh, a, a big, big tall one. And when you're growing up in these, in these toys, you're playing with the different kinds of toys then versus now... Now it's like you don't even want to open up these toys that you see on the shelves if they resemble actors that you like or or these odd, you know, the, the odd toys that, that kids get into these days where you have to download an app to interact with it. Um, my, when I was growing up, we had Gigapets and Nanopets. I've only heard a few people recently talk about stuff like that. Buzz Lightyear, you know, I, as soon as the movie came out, we were all excited about it, you know, it, and it is pretty interesting in itself that the first CGI movie, computer-generated movie, is toys. The software at the time, you know, that's what the best thing that they could come up with is toys. And it's more believable that way. Instead of you try to pass off these CGI-type characters as real people. You know, Pixar is one of the leading ones that go into making more things more realistic over the years and we'll talk about that um, because it is a very uh, fascinating process I'm into animation I wish I had the patience to do frame by frame it blows my mind that that's how it all starts and these days you know even even simple cartoons have switched over to CG you know to be designed on a computer and I've played around with different things like that. It's, it's easier for me to do things like that than, you know, the original way that is just this revolutionary take on animation that, you know, the Walt Disney Company created back then. I mean, that's, that's fascinating on itself. And going back into animation real fast of, of uh, more cool things that you, you'll see, you've probably seen these pictures all over the Internet. But back then, to save money, they would redraw over the same sheets of paper. They have like split screenshots of like Mowgli versus I forget. There's another character. Maybe it's um, um Sorcerer's Stone or I no, no, that's that's Harry Potter. What is it? I don't know. The one with Merlin, the Sword in the Stone, or Black Cauldron. One of those castle type shows, I think. Um, the animation they used frames from. Jungle Book. It's kind of like what we were talking about, um, you know, saving saving film over the years. And there's different companies that, in order to save money, they would film over the film. So a lot of the original film of a program do not exist. But to cut money, or to save money, they would redraw over the Disney characters. So many of the animation styles, same exact actions that you see in different Disney movies is actually the same scene redesigned with a different Disney character. So I found that, you know, 
process fascinating. So then as we move over to CG, Pixar, with their first short, The Tin Toy, you know, I remember when we first saw that, we, we saw it after, of course, seeing Toy Story, because then you start discovering all the things that Pixar was capable of. Luxo, the little, Luxo and Luxo Jr., the little lamp, hence you see the little lamp hop, still hops to this day, over the letter I in the Pixar logo, you know, you're, you're seeing these characters for the first time. You don't know how much of an impact it is going to be over the, over the years. And that's just from the perspective of not being part of the project. You know, you're just a kid growing up watching these movies. And Toy Story, as I think about it, it's got to be my favorite animated movie. And if I really could think about it even more, I think it has to be my favorite movie ever only because it's been around for so long. And it that means it's, it's, it's even more impactful. As the years go by of, of, of introducing it to new generations, I, I've grown up with it. You know, I, I've officially grown up with Toy Story and Pixar, you know. I think Pixar is roughly the same age as me, uh, off by maybe a few years. Um, but... And, and then once they sucked you into Toy Story, you were interested in seeing what else they could do. And it was A Bug's Life. And it was um, Finding Nemo and Monsters Incorporated. I love A Bug's Life. I absolutely love A Bug's Life. Came at the same time as Ants. Always preferred A Bug's Life over Ants. Ants were, was targeted more towards adults anyways. A Bug's Life just understood what kids should see, I think. And instead of DreamWorks thinking, we're going to start making our, we're going to 100% start thinking in the direction of adults with Shrek, and, and I think there's even some things in Madagascar. Madagascar is really colorful, though. For a DreamWorks movie, Madagascar is pretty colorful. Um, but um, in Shrek, they've lasted all this time, too. That's impactful to the DreamWorks world. But Pixar is just the, probably the best company. I know they've evolved over the years and there's some kind of controversies with, with some people that ran it. Um, but, you know, reflecting back on the positive things that Pixar has done, um, how pop culture they are, Woody the Cowboy, Buzz Lightyear, when Toy Story 2 came out, that was one of the best sequels for a movie to follow a movie at that stature. Toy Story was created on a Windows 3.1 computer, and we have a we had a 3.1 computer in our house, so we knew what that kind of looked like. And just imagine of the processing power that it took to make something like that is overwhelming, but they got it done because they they got it done with what they had. They developed a software that they still use called RenderMan, and I remember in school I would study oh I would study RenderMan all the time. Looking up software is like $1,000 software. But if you're a student, it was cheaper. You had to have these computers to process all this stuff. But it was getting, it was getting you into the, at the basic level of animation of learning how to set up a shot, shading, uh, rough 3D models. You know, they've come up with better ideas over the years. But uh, from the rough start of it, you know, that's what you could, you know, try to create. Uh, I remember when Toy Story came out on videotape, um, we actually have a special edition of the videotape that includes alternate shots, um, alternate ideas of how they wanted Woody the Cowboy and Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear to look. I think uh, Woody's a little more chubby in the face, got a little more strength to him, and Buzz Lightyear was small, like really tiny. Um, but he was going to be this little, tiny little thing that would just fly around. I forget what his name was. I don't know if it was always Buzz Lightyear. But they had different kinds of ideas floating around their head, and they would eventually become... I mean, I can't even think that if they made him that small, Andy would prefer playing with that over Woody. I think they had to make a bigger figure to kind of overshadow... And then you had um, science fiction versus western, which is what everybody likes to play around with. So you had your kids that play with cowboys and Indians, 
and you had your kids that want to play with space toys. And the idea of Toy Story is moving on to space toys and spaceships and aliens and stuff. But it was the most inventive show because you had you had a 3D model kid play around with 3D model toys that were toys. And then when he's not there, they come to life. But the, the creation of it is just mind-blowing that they have to make all this fake stuff. Like, the opening shot is just a, um, a cardboard. Everything is just this kid's imagination. Um, it's kind of like what Lego Movie does later on when they kind of have a take on um, kids playing around with toys. But all that derives from Toy Story. And every animation that followed after Toy Story has to give major credit to what they were able to accomplish in order to get to the next thing, if you want to outdo what they've done. Monsters, Incorpor Monsters Incorporated, by the time they got to that, their focus was real fur. Looking back at Monsters Incorporated, they focused on creating, creating realistic fur. And it was pretty amazing, the hair that you see on Sully. So that, so every movie that they, they've come from, you can tell that they evolved their animation style. And it's kind of like how I would approach the Christmas specials. Every year I would do one, you, would, you could kind of guess what I was learning how to do at that time. And I was trying to learn 3D model animation. Simple 3D model keyframe animation. Drawing something, scanning it, turning it into something, um, mixing live action. Different ideas that I've, that I've learned from, from watching different movies. But Pixar, like I said, leading company, every movie seemed to be something that they tried to show what, the, what they could be capable of. Eventually turn into real people where they don't look like toys, which is the main takeaway that Andy kind of had this plastic look to him too. But then they have the idea that maybe you shouldn't see the mother, see her face, you just see her legs. But then you see more and more of the people, and by the time you get to the fourth one, real people are part of the storyline. So, and you couldn't have that from the start of it. So, Toy Story, big movie, my favorite movie, my favorite animated movie, most impactful movie. And Buzz Lightyear is the most impactful character of growing up. You know, kids growing up with years ago with G.I. Joe. By the time I grew up, G.I. Joe had been around for years. Barbies have been around for years for girls. But I was like I was saying about, if I can quickly go back to that, what I was talking about Toy Story 2 about being a leading sequel. They had a lot to live up to. And reintroducing what they did, kind of tweaking it a little bit and adapting their original style, keeping their flow. And they did it. You know, the original cast comes back, and they did it. And then they go on two years later and make Toy Story 3. By the time you get to Toy Story 3, it's like, oh, can you live up to Toy Story 2 and the 1 and all that stuff? But these, these characters, you know, that, that stay with us for so long. And it's, it's nice that many of the characters can be voiced by the original people, but a few of them have passed away along the way. Jim Varney, who was Slinky Dog, and unfortunately passed away. He had to later be replaced. And Mr. Potato Head. They work with what they had. I think with Mr. Potato Head. And now they um, have to replace him. If they do further projects. There's shorts. They keep things active. Pixar still wanted to stay with their mantra. Of a shorts before a movie. And then the Toy Story. Ventures off into their little. Creative adventures. Which gets kids more and more into these characters. But Buzz Lightyear, as popular a character he is, and I remember seeing different kinds of interviews. I remember Tim Allen and Tom Hanks promoting this thing. It was a whole special. And, you know, Tim Allen's take, and he's a comedian, but his take on it was that Buzz is the better toy and really put down the Woody character. And he's probably joking, but I think there's some truth to how Tim Allen was talking just because of his, of him, um, the kind of power that he had at that time, being on ho Home Improvement for so many years, establishing a, a Disney relationship. 
getting him into Buzz Lightyear, get him into the Santa Claus movies, which kept him with Disney for years. Tim Allen is a fascinating person. He means a lot to our family. For what I just from what I just said, we watch the Santa Claus every year. Um, maybe every once in a while we watch Santa Claus Two or Santa Claus Three. We don't always constantly watch all three of them every year because they do kind of change from each movie. But we just love Tim Allen. Him being Buzz and watching him Home Improvement and watching him take on the Santa Claus. Santa Claus is probably the ever-changing movie for my father. My father's favorite movie is the Santa Claus, and he he wants to watch it all the time. If if we wanted to, if he if he came home and wanted to watch it tonight, we would. He, he, that's that's what that's how he always is. That's how he always. I think it's a movie like that that immediately puts you in a mood. I'll, I'll probably talk more about the Santa Claus around Christmas time. I'm gonna put together the top my favorite Christmas movies. My favorite Christmas TV shows, and we'll rank the top Santa Clauses. Um, but little spoiler, Tim Allen is up there. He, he's up. There, there's different kinds of Santa Clauses throughout the years. His is different because he's a guy who turns into Santa Claus. It's not the same as being the Santa Claus, but you know, eventually he is. But these movies, there's something about Tim Allen that made these movies timeless. And everything that you see with him just brings you back to a certain moment in your life. Toy Story, you know, watch if I were if I were to watch Toy Story tonight, it would just it would take me back to a place of when I first saw it or all the or remind me of all the times we watched it. Wore out that videotape. And these characters mean a lot. And I guess that's the best thing you can say about Disney is their ability to stay in people's childhoods um, for a long, long time and just bring you back to I mean, my parents. My mom reflects back to Mickey Mouse. Her mom loved Mickey Mouse. So it, it takes you back to a certain time period and everybody... Everybody probably has a favorite Disney character. Whether they have different views of Disney, how it's run these days, but odds are somebody has a favorite Disney character from a di favorite Disney movie. Toy Story characters are the leading ones because they had it all going for them. In leading in animation, leading in what the future of animation and the future of movie making would be. Because now, Pixar movies still come out, competitive studios have animation movies come out so there's there's always that but it's always from toy story so now the new movie called lightyear it's an interesting take but it it makes sense of what they're doing but i can't help but think it's a way to cut tim allen out of it. And you gotta think, all the route if I've ever known Buzz Lightyear, it's been Tim Allen. And a lot of the times, the toys that they've actually come out with, that are based off these toys, would talk. And the, all the Tom Hanks dolls, or anything that talked that was Woody, was never his voice. I would say never. I think eventually it, there was one that is closest to his voice. And it, it came down to, it makes you think of why wouldn't they get him to do it, or um, there's a certain tone to the, what, how the doll sounds when he is not alive. But that's still Tom Hanks playing that Woody voice. And it gets interesting when they tell the story of Woody's Roundup. So telling that story in Toy Story 2... It only makes sense to go into the backstory of Buzz Lightyear. The backstory of Woody is he's a marionette on a kids show, like a Howdy Doody type show. But that in itself is kind of like, I know it's a show and a movie, 
but it's kind of like an idea outside of an idea that you think, okay, so the Woody doll is based off of a marionette, but the marionette is puppeteered by somebody who would be Tom Hanks, right? Puppeteer Tom Hanks, playing Woody. Also happens to be the voice of the doll. Because that's how they wrote it in Toy Story 2. Woody's Roundup is all of them. And I want to say, Joan Cusack, who is Jesse, was the voice of the character in Woody's Roundup. But Kelsey Grammer, who plays the prospector, I don't think... I think they used a different voice for that character who was on the show. For whatever reason, they went into that direction. So that takes you out of that, but it was it was really cool. I, me I remember when Toy Story 2 was coming out, because that was a whole lead-up of how long it took from Toy Story 1 to 2. And our first picture that we saw was Woody and Jesse running around on the record. What would be Woody's roundup when he discovers that he is... A popular toy and that's a, that's a story that's inspiring and um, it's imaginative Buzz Lightyear got his time though um, as many times that Tim Allen has been Buzz Lightyear I looked up of that compared to a lot of actors who have a lot a lot of credits Tim Allen has only 51 credits to his name he was, stand, he was a stand-up comic has 51 credits to his name, not in an overwhelmingly uh, number of movies. Um, most of his credits are, are Buzz Lightyear stuff. He's either Buzz Lightyear in all the shorts, video games, different little specials that they would have. He'd be Buzz Lightyear. So most of his credits are Buzz Lightyear or Santa Claus movies. There's three of those. And then he was on a show... On Home Improvement for eight years, and he was on another show, Last Man Standing, for nine seasons. So that's the whole span of his life. From beginning to end, he's been with Disney, now Fox, uh, for the longest time. And it's just a coincidence, maybe so, that the voice of the new Buzz Lightyear is Chris Evans, who's vocal on Twitter for the Democrats. And Tim Allen is vocal on Twitter and other places as a Republican. His show that he was on, The Last Man Standing, was about a conservative family, and their whole plan was to make fun of Democrats the whole time. And then once the previous guy got into the administration, they wrote themselves into a pickle. Because and they, they even admitted that. Their, their plan had a flaw. They, they wanted to tell the story because a lot, of, a lot of conservative families weren't seen on television like that. So they wanted to have a way to have opinions that weren't the norm, as they would say. You know, if, if you're always wanting to say, hey, these entertainers are always playing to one side. Well, let's have this show play to the other side. Exposing, you know, and satirically making jokes about the other side what have you. I've watched some episodes, never full seasons of the show. I know enough about Last Man Standing to know that they've had their own problems with casting. So they barely got to be a show, but they somehow, they somehow survived. And that's all thanks to Tim Allen staying on the ABC network. And then eventually he would later, the show would end, on ABC, get canceled on ABC, right on the time that they, you know, were running out of ideas or did not know what direction to go into, and then Fox picks them up, and then shortly after that, Fox gets bought by Disney, so then Tim Allen's back in the world of Disney, but the new movie focuses on the idea that Buzz Lightyear is a real person. And this is telling the story of his adventures as a real astronaut or whatever. And he is eventually going to become this iconic hero that is so powerful to children that he'll eventually become an action figure. So the dispute is, 
why can't Tim Allen be Buzz Lightyear the whole time? But then people go, but that's that Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear the toy. So now you're like thinking, are they now mixing political things with their ideas in order to say we're happy with Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear? It's about time that Tim Allen has no longer been Buzz Lightyear. Guess what? When it comes to Tim Allen, yes, I don't agree with his politics, but he means a lot to our family, and I have to kind of overlook some things he says just because I, I, I still have this appreciation for him, and my father has appreciation and admiration for him, so we can't lose that. It's awkward. So as much as I could not really... I don't want to be on board for saying that they shouldn't have gotten Tim Allen. I'd like to think that they should have, but it makes sense in the way that they've created it to not get him. Which is ironic, because Tim Allen would be the voice of the toy and not the real guy. Whereas Tom Hanks was the voice of the puppeteer playing the marionette and the toy, and in real life, Tom Hanks barely lent his voice to the toys, and Tim Allen would mostly lend his voice to the toys. Every toy I would pick up would be Tim Allen. You would you would know it. You would know there's nothing that would mimic that. And if you did pick up a Buzz Lightyear toy, you would instantly know that it's not him, but that very rarely happened. It was mostly him. Because I think Tim Allen had this separate deal on the side that he would do the voice. And everybody knows that if it's not Tom Hanks doing the voice of the of the Woody dolls, it's his brother. Keep it in the family. Give him something to do. He, I think he was the voice in the video games and stuff, but Tim Allen always wanted to be Buzz Lightyear because he knew that toy should be Buzz Lightyear. And and the and these toys, when they're alive, Woody has a pull string, he can still pull it, he can still play a recording that sounds like him. Buzz Lightyear has a button that he can push, and it sounds just like him. So who's 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 going to know what's going to happen in, in this you know light year? Because based off that, you're just going to create a whole bunch of new characters to interact. He can't interact with any other toy. Emperor Zurg, I remember, was a villain. I don't know how real he can be in that world. Are the aliens going to be real? It just it makes it it makes it's going to make you look at Toy Story a lot differently, but it does make sense the way they're going at it. So I will I will want to see it just for whatever it's going to be. Because even in one of the Toy Stories, there's a part that I always thought that also took away from Tim Allen. It's like you can tell that they were watching the money they spent on Tim Allen. All of a sudden, the Buzz Lightyear toy starts speaking Spanish. So Tim Allen is not, is obviously not that part. So there were parts where it looked like, well, maybe Tim Allen's involvement in that movie was not really, you know, what it was, or what it used to be. But he really liked how the Toy Story 4 ended. He thought it was a beautiful and love, sad, sad story. If anybody ever has seen it, you'll know it is sad. But, you know, again, these imaginative toys that started off really fun and friendly get serious about life get serious about their own life because they are smart enough to know how the world works when a kid plays with a toy which is what the first one was about is he going to throw away Woody you know and, and it ends up not you know he's more excited to see all of them you know if he could still have it's an odd thing that, that Woody would think that he's going to get thrown out when the kid still plays around the piggy bank um, and then he still has Bo Peep, which I guess is his sister's, but he played with Bo Peep a lot. And then Rex, Rex and Mr. Potato Head, and he had all these other toys. He kept a lot of the toys. So, it, it just goes to show that Woody was jealous that Buzz Lightyear was going to be Andy's new favorite toy. But Woody immediately thought he was going to be thrown away. <laughs> and then the other movies just happened to be Woody leaves the house... They had their own adventures. They got to get back by a certain time. So all these movies had this had a somewhat dark tone of the toys leaving and, and putting themselves in danger. But it was all for a cause. 
so this new light you're moving is going to be, you know, pretty interesting. Um, they they had their time to make a Buzz Lightyear movie. They made an animated movie called Buzz Lightyear Star Command, the movie, that helped launch a TV show, which ran for like 62 episodes. I loved this show growing up. I loved it. I was in junior high when I remember seeing the Buzz Lightyear Star Command movie. And he's always weird, different kinds of characters. There's this one character that Larry Miller was the voice of. They all had Buzz Lightyear-looking suits because they all belonged to Star Command. And that was that, was that world. In that world, Buzz Lightyear was real, interacting with real aliens. That was... And Emperor Zerg was on it. It was a really cool show. And if anybody out there has Disney+, Plus, please let me know if it's on there. I bet it is. I know the movie came out. I would love to have that movie. Um, but the cartoon, I, I loved it. Coming home every day watching that, I loved it. I love Buzz Lightyear. love Buzz Lightyear so much. And there's a lot of Buzz Lightyear figures. You know, when I first got one, I got the basic. I still have him. Um, he doesn't have a lot of the features that... Uh, I always like when uh, the figures that they come out with from shows look so much like how they... Like, if it's a stop-motion show, like, I get into Rankin-Bass and the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer characters and Santa Claus is coming to town. I have a lot of these figures. And what I loved about them is that they look like what they used. Those things are made out of clay and different kinds of things that kind of got warped over time and are no longer in existence, many of them. But with the figures come out, with the elves, I have a lot of elves. Lots of sets of elves. Um, probably too much for one guy to collect of elves. But I have elves, reindeer. Um, I have uh, Rudolph's family cave set. And I just loved it because it looks like the cave set that's from the movie, from the show. And it has Rudolph's parents. It has little baby Rudolph. And it talks. I love that stuff. So, owning a Buzz Lightyear that's pretty close to a Buzz Lightyear, I never got. I don't have a Buzz Lightyear where his um, communicator could open. I always liked it in the movie when he would open up his communicator and it was fake. His communicator wouldn't work. Because he's a toy. He's a sticker. So that's smart. You know, to think like that. That these characters could come to life, but they can only do so much because they're toys. Um, but they've had so many Buzz Lightyear figures over the years. I got these weird, strange-looking Buzz Lightyear figures. I got one that's like a big, bulky, red armor figure. One is a shiny blue. Um, if I could find these, I could probably take pictures of them. Um, but this one... Blue Buzz Lightyear with the silver chrome helmet. And they came out with a lot of big Buzz Lightyears. I remember I got into them so much, I wrote down that I wanted a lot of these Buzz Lightyears. Every time they came out with one, I wanted one but never got one. There was this, These are the big ones. Not just little figures. These are the big ones. They would always talk. Always be Tim Allen. And there was the silver one. There was They got into shiny ones. There's all, all shiny silver one. And then one that was really cool was Christmas. He was done up in Christmas colors. So they, they knew how to play around with bringing Toy Story out, even when Toy Story movies weren't out. It's kind of like how they do with Cars. It has several Cars movies, but there was a period of time when they're not when they're not making them. They know to still make the stuff. They know to still make and keep the toys and keep the merchandise coming, and which keeps that brand relevant. So by the time the next movie does come out, everybody's all excited. Everybody knows all these characters. And everybody's going to say, hey, that was just a toy. Now the character's in the movie. And the Buzz Lightyear, I, somewhere I have Space Woody. They got into so many different kinds of things. There's a Space Woody. And I thought, that was a cool, I gotta, oh, I had to have that figure. It was Woody in a, it was Woody in a space suit. And um, somewhere I have a regular Woody figure. But I just, I just love the stuff. So I have several Buzz Lightyears, and I used to, I know this is getting really personal, but I used to play a show with my Buzz Lightyear figures called Buzz's World. 
and I created this own show myself before they had their cartoon, I I just I knew that Buzz Lightyear should have been more than what he was. So maybe I, maybe I should be more excited about this Lightyear thing because I wanted Buzz Lightyear to be more than a toy. I think that there was enough characters in the movie to because Woody and Buzz are the most original characters in the movie. Little Bo Peep, based off a poem, all the little other little things like the spell thing and these other uh, weird characters. Some are ori original, like Wheezy, but that comes later. But Buzz and Woody were like the signature characters from the show that did not exist outside of Toy Story before. Now they can be toys. Own the toys from Toy Story. Uh, my sister Rosella got me a really cool set for my birthday last year. It was Buzz, Emperor Zerg, and an alien. And I have it at the end of my bed. So, Buzz Lightyear, just... That whole world, that whole... And when, I, when I say I play, I pretend it was a show. I put on these shows. I had a Rex figure. I had Woody and Buzz. By the time Woody got to be a spaceman, I'd have him do little adventures. I forget what I said as somewhere... I cannot find this stuff, but somewhere I would used to record cassette tapes, and I would do episodes of Buzz's World, and I have no idea what they're about. Like, one was Buzz's birthday, I think. I can I can't remember what I said. I wasn't I wasn't writing any of this stuff down. I was just hooking up the boom box, the stereo little thing, and I pressed play and record, and I would just. Whatever I said would go into the box. I, w I, w I was not keeping track of any of that stuff. I wasn't keeping track of whether the microphone would pick me up or not. I would just, you know, I just would talk and play as these characters. I wish I had that stuff. I'd be interested in, in knowing what my imagination was back then, but I knew that Buzz Lightyear meant so much to me that I wanted him to be... I, I took him at a toy story. And I think that's what, you know, when you play around with these toys, you play around with them. You know, you don't leave in the package. You play around with them. Um, it leaves it up to you to finish, you know, if Toy Story had this gap of how many years they had between the next one, playing around with these toys kept you, <laughs> kept your mind going. I just wish I could remember what I did. But, it, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I did that because I love Buzz Lightyear. I really do. And the toy means a lot to me. And I even have, I still have one of the figures nearby. And unfortunately, he doesn't work. But at one time, I think he can still. But at one time, he would work for a long time because I wasn't constantly playing around with him. Uh, I wanted him to talk. It's kind of like this one Jurassic Park toy that I have. The toy is from, I forget where this stuff is now. But it was like a few years ago I got this stuff out, and it would still roar. The figure was made in like 1993, and the thing could still roar. Because I wasn't heavily playing around with it to make the battery last so long. It was amazing. Um, but I thought Buzz, I thought my Buzz Lightyear could talk, but I was going to have him talk, but he, he's out of commission right now. Um, and then I think one time he could, he could still talk, but his laser went out. My Buzz Lightyear has the laser that lights up, but does not have a communicator. That's when I started making things more realistic later. What he could do, the kind of things he could do in the show. See, I, I like Buzz Lightyear as a character because he has so many different kinds of things about him. Um, that made him a really, really cool toy. That Even when they say, oh, his lighters light up. And he had to pop his wings spread open. I always liked that his wings spread open and he had the flashing lights. So even when I knew that I would finally get a Buzz Lightyear figure. It wasn't until later, I think they have one, where his wings spread out and um, the lights on the end do light up. But mine don't. But he has so many different kinds of and it, the, the iconic looks of when Woody finds Buzz, the, the feet. You know, a Buzz just standing there. There's so many different kinds of stills from Toy Story that just are classic moments in cinema history. And it's amazing for an animated movie to have that kind of an impact on somebody, but it is true. 
and true to this day. Um, but yes, I am bummed that, you know, Tim Allen um, has no involvement in it yet. You know, people want some kind of involvement or expect some kind of involvement. You know, I, I just, you know, maybe in some kind of involvement would kind of ruin the story of what they want to say. But um, I just think, I wish it could be him, but I understand the direction that they're going. It's all a mystery. You know, we already saw Buzz Lightyear. We already saw Buzz Lightyear live his world. We saw him work outside of being a toy. I forget what the setup of that cartoon was. Um, because it's a very it's a very interesting um, idea that to turn that into a cartoon without any reference that they were toys. So this movie might play at that same level where they just make Buzz Lightyear be Buzz Lightyear and then who's to say the ending isn't a kid who gets a Buzz Lightyear for his birthday or it can't be Andy Andy already got him for his birthday in the Toy Story but and then what's fun in the other Toy Stories that's more logical is there is more than one Buzz you see a whole bunch of the Buzzes on the shelf because yes the companies do make more than one toy so that made Woody unique versus Buzz. That's kind of probably a um, something kind of a, a moment to kind of sit there and think about. Is that everybody wanted a Buzz that was easy to get. He was everywhere. Woody was this rundown toy, but once we find out that he's an expensive toy, we recently rewatched the um, Halloween special. Which mentions that the, the guy in it is going to sell um, Woody. And these these dolls are really selling. Like, what? $2,000? $2,000 or $3,000 for these these dolls? And it's like, yeah, because these things are so old and they, these things have value. Woody has value versus Buzz, who only worth is what Andy gave him. A lot of kids at that time, in that world, if you think about it, all had a Buzz. You know, that would be very interesting to retell a toy story from a different kid's perspective who also had a buzz and another doll. Um, but, but it was fun, you know, watching all the toy stories. And never, I never played any of the video games. I remember what they looked like. Um, I don't think I ever played a video game in the store. Maybe. I remember Buzz and Woody on a rocket. I think you fly them around. I can't believe I can't remember if I did that or something, but um, never got into video games like that. I could easily get into video games. I just never, never did. Um, but because my my mind just wanted to create these things that I had in my hands, I had the figures. You know, having Buzz Lightyear. I gotta take. I gotta find my Buzz Lightyears. I think I know where they're at. I'll take a picture of them to go along with this episode. Um, to celebrate Buzz Lightyear, to show you how much, um, you know, reflecting back, just talking about Buzz Lightyear today, is this surreal moment of my life of, I remember when the movie came out, there were Toy Story puppets at Burger King, I always wanted a Buzz Lightyear then, I never got one until years later, at a rummage sale, like, oh, look at that. Or like at a flea market or something. Like, oh, look at that. It's a Buzz Lightyear. He had a helmet and everything. Buzz Lightyear has the helmet. He has all these things that that made him a really cool figure. And um, selling the idea that he believed himself to be real. You know, that he, <laughs> he wanted to be real. He wanted to be a real spaceman. And all these other toys are smart enough to know that, no, you're not, you're not real. You're not going to leave this room. And then all of a sudden it just turns into this big friendly. All of a sudden it, Woody becomes his best friend, which you think you like. You like to think that they'd be best friends, but over the years they kind of distanced themselves a little bit. For some reason the storylines always kind of separated them, and then they always meet at the end. And then spoiler alert: if you ever watched the last one, that's you know that, that's pretty much the direction that they that they go in. I don't know if there's some kind of message there. When you're playing around with toys and they've been around with you for so long that eventually you're going to... like Kind of like Brave Little Toaster. 
Brave Little Toaster, he had these objects in his... He never knew they came to life, though. But he would just still... I think there's one where he... Well, he, he looks into the um, toaster, and maybe she smiles. And I think when he's a, as a boy, he notices that they're... That they got eyes. Can't remember. Uh, but he doesn't talk to them. So later, he, I think it's just a little moment that, you know, when he's a kid, they just have little moments, little lamp and blankets and stuff. That came before Toy Story. And they started having movies after that. But they are kind of similar in the messaging of he moved on, had a family, had a kid. But then maybe the kid also gets a little blanket, a little blankie, <laughs> a little blanket. And um, they also went to space. Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars. Uh, so everybody wants to go to space. That was the trend. Disney movies go to space. Um, but um, they, they would come to life. And they find out that the kid, that the guy is moving on. And they just want to make sure that they get in the box or something. They I don't know. They'll make sure that they make it there. But it, it is kind of like the same messaging. Toy Story had the messaging of passing it from person to person, which is logical when you have a toy. And there's also theories on the internet that, you know, where do these dolls come from? These must have been her toys. Or we never see the father of Andy. Maybe these are uh, the father's toys too. So there's, there's so many secret messages embedded in Toy Story. If you get into movies, you really get into thinking, is there something to this? Is it just a cartoon? Is it just an animated movie? So you have these movies that kind of innovate people and inspire them, and it's part of their lives. You know, it, it, it lives inside you, I guess you could say. Pick a character from Toy Story that's not Woody or Buzz and assign it to yourself. Um, but a lot of times maybe you can relate to Woody or Buzz, the new toy versus the out-of-date toy. Um, and then all the other toys that surrounded them just become this toy community. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. When you're watching growing up, you don't know how long this is going to be something. You know, you watch movies a lot, lot, lot. You don't know these movies are going to carry on over these years and kind of do the storytelling for you, eventually. But as I said before, I was into it so much that I was just like really, really into Buzz Lightyear. Last year, I got a Buzz Lightyear partial costume that I've debated whether or not to dress and take a picture of because I, it's not a full costume. It's just the, um, the overlay, the purple overlay that surrounds his face. And it's the pop-out wings. And it's the gloves. So I might do a picture with that. But um, I forgot that I... I was trying to think of what to do for Halloween. And I didn't really have any good Halloween ideas. Like really, really creepy Halloween-themed ideas. But I should have done Buzz Lightyear. You know that? I would have I done the Buzz Lightyear thing. And then a few days later, the new images of the movie came out. So that would have been perfect. Missed opportunity. But I still have the Buzz Lightyear stuff that I can still take pictures of. I can still try to find my Buzz Lightyear um, figures. Because I have a lot of them. Um, I have my, my, my favorite Buzz Lightyear, my first one. Really basic. He was strapped to a rocket. Couldn't do anything else. His helmet could go up. He's my favorite one. That's a small one. That was my first one. And he's strapped to the rocket. I thought that was so detailed. You pull the string, but it doesn't really do anything. Um, but you just pretend that he's going to shoot off. And then I got another Buzz Lightyear that his late, he's a little small figure, like about three and a half to four inches maybe. And he lit up. Like, oh, that's cool. A figure like that lit up. And he has like a pop-on shield over that overlays on his helmet to make it look like he's narrowing in on a target. Huge kudos to the toy makers. It was Thinkway 
they came up with a lot of that stuff at that time to bring out for the Toy Story movies. These are some really, really cool ideas. But, um, but yeah, I know I've talked on and on about Toy Story, but these movies do mean a lot to me and my family. We watch Toy Story movies whenever we can. I've gotten the movies in the past with my mom for Christmas. We get into Forky. We love Forky. Because Forky was uh, a really innovative thing. Because he was he was the ultimate... You know, some people go, oh, he's just a fork. You know, but... I like Woody's line where he says that she made a new friend in class today. She actually made a new friend. So they're really clever with what they did with the toys. And it came to the level of not only would she eventually get all these really cool expensive toys that are worth a lot. That Buzz Lightyear and that Woody doll. She has some really cool things to play around with. Um, but she also um, has this imagination that made her own thing. Woody kind of put out the stuff. But she made this little Forky thing. And all of a sudden Forky just comes to life. And that's an important message. So this, the Toy Story is full of so many great, positive messages that will warm your heart. And that's why they mean so much to me. That's why Tim Allen means so much to us. You know, we, we watch Tom Hanks movies. But we, we, we've, we've separated him enough, though, from Woody. He's done a lot of stuff, you know, besides Woody. that really put him on the map. But Tim Allen was really super proud of Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear would even pop up on um, Home Improvement as a joke, and, you know, it'd say To Infinity and Beyond on all the shows that he was part of. I think eventually Last Man Standing just became this huge running joke of all thanks Tim Allen. So it was mainly, like, made, made for Tim Allen fans, eventually. So they had some fun with what they did at that time. Okay, I think I'm going to cut this short for now. I know I've talked long and long about Toy Story and my love for Buzz Lightyear, but do check out the movie when it comes out next year, June 17th, 2022. Starring Chris Evans as the real Buzz Lightyear. And maybe we'll follow up on more information as the cast keeps rolling out and we'll start finding out more and more about it. And we'll decide if there's more talk about it that we'll dive more into the world of Buzz Lightyear. I'm all in it now. Um, more than part than I was, but, you know, like I said, it's a delicate thing, but it makes sense doing it that way, as long as, you know, if there's no involvement with Tim Allen, I guess I could be okay, as long as everything's okay with Tim Allen and, and Disney, but I, I think, I think everything's okay, I just think that they just happen to want to tell a story, and, you know, uh, Tim Allen has to be content on some level with how they ended the story, with his original character in the original movies. So thank you for listening. You can subscribe if you already haven't. On Google, Apple, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Breaker. Please let me know what Breaker is. I keep promoting it. It's out there, I'm, I'm told. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And yeah, see you later, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to the Some Other Useless Podcast. With Richard Wiggin. To infinity and beyond. Now didn't you know we were going to do that one?